You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Tuesday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And my name is Sarah Avampato, host of your show, as we talk all about the Kings as they look to start a new winning streak. The Kings did unfortunately lose in overtime to the Winnipeg Jets over the weekend. Uh, and that's, you know, all behind us. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's cool. We don't have to go look at the Ducks who are having like also a really good winning streak. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. The Kings are still on a point streak. That's the important part. And uh, we're going to look forward to the rest of the week where hopefully they continue that point streak and start a new winning streak. On today's show, we are going to take a quick look at that game against Winnipeg. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't fun. Uh, but we're going to talk more importantly about some roster news that has happened uh, as the Kings get ready for their upcoming game against the Washington Capitals tomorrow on Wednesday. So the Kings, of course, returned to the United States after their trip through Canada and Two of the players who had been out on COVID protocol, who uh, even if they had been cleared to play, wouldn't have been able to get into Canada anyway because of Canada's uh, COVID rules, uh, are now ready to come back. Gabe Velarde and Victor Arvidsson both have been out of the lineup for about the past week or so uh, as they were placed on the COVID protocol list, and they are both basically back and ready to go. Uh, Victor Arvidsson missed a little bit extra in terms of practice time because of an unrelated illness, a not COVID illness, but he is back and he is practicing back on that top line again with Anja Kopitar and whoever else was up there. Dustin Brown? Dustin Brown? I think it's Dustin Brown. Regardless. Uh, so Arvidsson is back and he is ready to jump back in the lineup. And Velarde also healthy, back, ready to go. If you'll remember, he was a healthy scratch for the Kings uh, right before he went out on the COVID leave. And the Kings now have a problem on their hands, right? Because they have a lineup full of players. They have an extra, extra players. They have all the men that they can have on that lineup. And it is a lineup full of players who are actually contributing, who are actually making a difference. The whole team is clicking. And so now you're kind of like, well, what do we do? Because the majority of the players would require waivers to go to Ontario. Uh, Kapari wouldn't, Kaliev wouldn't, but with how well they're looking right now, um, would you send them back down? The answer appears to be no. Uh, Carl Grundstrom uh, has also been doing really well. He would require waivers to go to Ontario. Uh, Brendan Lemieux has actually been really great uh, in the role that he is here on this team for. He scored a couple goals. He's drawing penalties. He's actually effective on the ice. Uh, he, on a line with Blake Lazat and Grundstrom, have been pretty effective. So you can't, you know, there's no really justification for taking him out as much as, you know, it sort of pains me to admit it. He's looked great there. Uh, so the Kings have now a problem on their hands of what they do to get Velarde and Arvidsson back in. Well, the answer is send Gabe Velarde to Ontario because that is what the Kings announced that they were doing earlier today. Uh, he is assigned to the Ontario Reign. He doesn't need to go through waivers. So he's one of the few players they have left who they can do that with. And there you go. And I will be honest, I don't hate this. Uh, Velarde has struggled with consistency. He has struggled with scoring. Uh, he obviously was a healthy scratch. Like I said, uh, he just is not playing the game that we know he's capable of playing. Um, he looked great in the preseason. We put him in the, on the preseason with a line 
with Leas Anderson and Vladimir Kachuk. And that line was fantastic. And we're all like, okay, this is great. We're going to go into the season and this is our third line. And they're going to be amazing. And then Anderson got hurt. And apparently he was the, you know, stick that stirred the pot or whatever that that saying is because that line then continued to struggle. I have no issues with Gabe Velarde going to Ontario. I think that it will be good for him to kind of ease back into playing first off to kind of get his mojo back. Um, Velarde is a guy who I think has always needed confidence to play when he's not confident in his playing, when he's not feeling like he is set up to succeed, he doesn't do well. And you know, send him back to Ontario, put him on a line with Kachev and someone else and let them start tearing it up. He had great chemistry with Martin Furk uh, when Furk was up uh, in, with the Kings a couple of seasons ago, and they also had great chemistry in Ontario. So put him back with Furk, see what happens. Uh, let him get, get that groove back because Velarde, I think still, you know, he has the makings of a good NHL player. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think that he is, you know, not worth the time. I do think that the longer this goes, the more the Kings are going to look at him and say, well, maybe he should be on the table in terms of a trade. And I don't know that I would hundred percent object to that, but he's also a player I could see going somewhere else and thriving and becoming the player who we think he should be and who we see in glimpses. That all of course is a long way off. I don't think the Kings are in a position where they need to make any decisions like that first off. And they certainly don't need to be, you know, they're not in a position yet where it's like, ah, we're one guy away from the Stanley Cup. We need to make a big move and, you know, whatever. Maybe close to the deadline, we'll talk. But for right now, in terms of not disrupting the team chemistry at the NHL level, in terms of, you know, not having to arbitrarily reassign Rasmus Kapari to the AHL just because you have to make room for someone else when Kapari has been doing really good, this is the right choice. And I know it stinks for Gabe Velarde. I know he is obviously not going to be happy about this. And I think that this move is also going to tell us a lot about him as a player. It's going to tell us a lot about his character uh, in regards to how he reacts to this move and where he goes from here. We're going to keep looking at this Velarde situation as we uh, get ready for the next game that's going to come up right after this on Locked on Kings. But before we do that, let's talk TV because you probably love TV just about as much as I do. And sometimes it can be really frustrating to have to manage a bunch of different devices, to have to remember which remote does what, have to remember whose login you used for what thing. Well, we have a simple way now to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part of all of this is that there is no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more by going to directtv.com. That's D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible devices are required and content varies by package. So Velarde to the Ontario Reign. Uh, again, this is a thing where I think that he, his future right now is in his hands. The thing that I want to see from him, assigning him to the AHL, is that he goes in there and kills it. That he goes in there and makes it impossible for Rob Blake and the rest of the Kings front office and whatever to not say, hey, we need this guy back with the Kings. 
you need you need to put them in that position. He needs to go in there, jump onto the first line or something, and show everyone the player that we know he can be. Um, I've, I've talked about this before with guys like Austin Wagner and Jared Anderson Dolan, who have both uh, gone down to the AHL, is that, you know, what you want to see from them is a hunger when they go to the AHL. You want to see them making a case with every game, with every shift, that they shouldn't be in that team, that they are better than the AHL. Uh, and again, not to discount the AHL. I love the AHL. I have covered the AHL for years. I think that it is a great development league. I think that it is a great way for players who aren't quite ready to make that jump to the NHL, who don't really understand what the pro life is. Uh, it's a good place for them to start. It is also a good way to test that player. And if Gabe Velarde goes down there and he pouts and he has a bad attitude and he doesn't perform, we're going to know a lot about him. And we're going to know a lot about his future success with this organization, because they're not going to have time for that. They're not going to, there are so many other good prospects in this system that if Velarde goes down there and doesn't get it figured out, he is very quickly going to be left behind. Um, I think that the competition for him in Ontario is going to be great to push him. Uh, he has guys like Alex Tricot who wants to be in the NHL. He has guys like Anderson Dolan and Wagner who want to be back in the NHL and this team, the Ontario Reign, is buzzing right now. Um, I haven't had a chance to do a special Reign episode yet, but the Kings have a, or, or recently, but the Kings have a pretty light schedule sort of at the moment. Uh, so we'll probably hear a little bit more about dedicated Ontario Reign content um, coming up soon. But right now they are third in the entire AHL. They have a record of 10-1-0-1. Oh, yes, the AHL still technically separates out their overtime and their shootout losses. Uh, but the rain have one regulation loss, one shootout loss, 10 wins. They are second in the Pacific division uh, trailing just Stockton. And that's when you look at it by points percentage uh, because the rain have played one more game than the heat. Um, but the rain right now are doing fantastic. They are, one of the hottest teams in the AHL. Uh, you could argue that Utica is up there because they have let yet to lose in regulation, but I have a lot of questions about Utica. But regardless, the Rain are doing so good. And adding a player like Velarde, who is going to come in, and hopefully, ideal situation, Gabe Velarde comes in, he is motivated to get his game back together, to figure out how to play at this level, to, to compete, whatever. He goes down there and he starts killing it for the rain. And then suddenly you have a team that is just full of top talent that is going to like continue to decimate things. If you look at the top scoring for the AHL, uh, Ontario's Martin Furk, he leads the league 20 points in 12 games. Sean Dersey is up there as well. He uh, is technically right now leading defenseman in points, uh, Scott Perunovic, who is part of the Blue system, uh, is uh, very high scoring. He has 20 points in 12 games, but the Blues just called him up, so he technically doesn't really count right now. But, you know, Sean Dersey, TJ Tynan, uh, and Tynan has missed a bunch of games. He has 13 points in eight games. Uh, he missed a handful as he traveled with the Kings, as sort of their extra forward. But there are so many good players on this Reign team, and if Velarde goes down there at his best and at his best attitude, he's going to make this team even more dangerous. And that is what we want to see from him. So I would say keep a very close eye on the Ontario Reign uh, in the next couple of weeks as we see how, how Velarde fits in, how he contributes 
And like I said, his future is in his hands. Uh, if he goes down there with a crappy attitude, and if he goes down there and doesn't impress the coaching staff, doesn't impress the Kings front office, his life is going to look a lot different. And so it really is up to him and how he responds. I'm sure that he is going to be given every opportunity by John Robleski, the coach of the reign, to contribute, to play big minutes, to get on the power play. Uh, and, and it's really up to him. The Rain do have a homestand coming up. Uh, they have four games uh, they're playing at home, the 21st and 22nd, uh, both against Stockton, the 26th against Bakerfield, the 27th against San Jose. Those two Stockton games are going to be huge for the Rain uh, because, like I said, Stockton is technically leading them in terms of points percentage. So some wins over the Stockton Heat is going to help the, the Rain's case out. Um, Bakersfield, San Jose are both, well, you know, their team's that exist. That's uh, that, that sure is what they are. No, uh, that's, that's mean to them. Uh, San Jose is fifth in the division. Bakersfield is third. So, you know, they're, they're no slouches. A uh, funny story. The Gulls are last in the division. If you're a longtime AHL watcher, uh, you're going to know that that's hilarious because they're just such a longtime rival of the rain. But uh, uh Really do keep an eye on the rain. Go to the games in Ontario. Go see Gabe Velarde there uh, and watch and see how he performs, how he responds, what opportunities is he given, because that's going to say a lot about when he gets back up to the NHL. A few closing thoughts coming up after this. Before that, though, betonline.ag is here for you in all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline is, of course, the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. And they've got a new shiny website. They've got a new web interface already for the start of basketball season. Things are shiny and pretty and easy to find. You can get more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Go over to the new updated website on your phone, on your mobile device. That's the same thing on your computer. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus. So no matter what sport it is, basketball, football, hockey, boxing, fighting, casino games, politics, television, whatever it is, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So go to betonline.ag, promo code locked on, betonline where the game starts. One other lineup note is that Leah Sanderson is sort of back. He is uh, working his way back from another injury. He is uh, practicing with the Kings uh, and just is not quite ready to go yet. Uh, so the Kings are going to have another uh, roster decision to make probably maybe once he's back, although he could be the extra forward maybe for the team. I don't know. Crazier things have happened. But Leah Anderson's still out. And at this point, I just don't worry about it. He's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. The game against the Jets, I mean, it is better forgotten than really dwelled on too much. Uh, the Kings eventually are going to have to figure out this whole we get scored on late thing. Uh, the overtime winner, I mean, you can't really even be mad at Mark Shifley for that goal. It was, it was a great shot. It was a big, heavy shot for Mark Shifley to win that game for the Jets. Uh, it was just, it wasn't meant to be. And uh, I, I kind of, throughout the latter part of this Kings winning streak where they were winning games that you're like, I don't know that I thought you were going to win that. I thought a little bit about uh, some comments that Rod Brindamore made over in Carolina uh, after the Hurricanes had their season starting win streak ended by uh, the Florida Panthers. And he said, you know, he basically kind of looked back at the Panthers or at the Hurricanes few wins 
right before that streak ended. And they were games that, you know, the Hurricanes statistically, I testily shouldn't have won. Uh, they found a way to win, which is good. That is what good teams do. It's a cliche, but it's true of good teams find a way to win no matter what the circumstances. And what we were seeing from the Hurricanes in those games is, yeah, they found ways to win. They, they eked it out. They got the two points or whatever. But, you know, you played that same game 10 times, they're not going to win it the majority of those times. And, you know, you just sort of had a feeling the winning streak was going to come to an end around that point, just because of how they'd been playing down the stretch, the mistakes they'd been making, and they'd been kind of lucky to not, you know, get torched for some of them. And I sort of see the same thing with the Kings in some of their final games in that winning streak. Um, You know, we saw them play against a decimated Ottawa team and yeah, sure. They won two to nothing, but this was basically an AHL team and you should have won by a lot more. And, you know, hot goalie doesn't really account for a whole lot uh, or shouldn't account for a whole lot. So, you know, you look at a game like that, you look at the game against Montreal that went to overtime, the devil's game that went to overtime, the blues game that went to a shootout. Uh, These are games that, could have gone either way. And, you know, so could that Jets game. The Jets game, absolutely, once you got to overtime, could have gone either way. But towards the end of that streak, the Kings were winning games through magic. I mean, magic isn't really the answer. But they were winning games that arguably they should have and could have lost. And if you would have looked at that game and been like, ah, wow, they lost, you wouldn't have been surprised. You would have been like, well, this is a logical outcome of that game. So... I sort of feel like that's where the Kings were by the time they hit that Winnipeg game. It's a game that could have been a lot worse. It's a game that we all know that towards the ends of road trips, uh, especially longer road trips, long distances, uh, teams don't perform very well. If there was one game on the schedule that I would have just said automatically the Kings were going to lose, it was going to be that one. Because, like I said, end of the road trip, players are banged up, players are tired, it's a team that has got your number before, essentially. Uh, the Jets knew how to beat the Kings last time, and it was kind of a carbon copy game in many ways of, you know, giving up a lead and seeing your seeing your win just disappear before you. So I can't be too mad at it. At the end of the day, at least the Kings came home with two points. That's crucial as they head into this next part of their schedule because the next part of the schedule uh it's it's not going to be super fun coming up uh the kings play the capitals who are second in their division at the time that i'm recording this they play the hurricanes who are first in their uh, their division uh, they play arizona which eh, eh, you know arizona uh toronto again ottawa again the ducks that, that rounds out their november but you know they should win that game against Arizona. They should win that game against Ottawa. The Ducks are an interesting story, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we're going to hear from uh, Jason from Locked on Ducks all about his team uh, as we get closer to that game at the end of the month, the first time these two teams have met up. But, you know, they're, they're interesting because they're defying expectations, much like the Kings are in many ways, of actually being good and fun. And Troy Terry is on some sort of ridiculous point streak and Ryan Getzloff is one point away from a thousand and Trevor Zegris is Trevor Zegris and all this stuff like that game's going to be harder I think than we thought it would be uh the Toronto game I think Toronto's going to see that as a revenge game uh because of how 
poorly Toronto performed uh, when we played each other just last week. So this this stretch of games, you've got one hopefully sure win against the Coyotes. You've got a probably win against the Senators. And that's if the Senators game doesn't get postponed because right now the Senators have had their next slate of games postponed because of COVID issues. They, uh, after the Kings game where they already had eight guys on the list, uh, they've added more. Uh, so I believe there's 10 players or people uh, on the COVID protocol list for the Senators. Uh, so they have had some games postponed essentially every day. They had new people coming up on the list. So Looking forward to next week still remains to be seen whether the Senators are also going to even be able to get into the United States uh, because that's a road trip that they're on. So uh, that game, who knows? But but the rest of November isn't easy for the Kings. So, I, you know, I think that in a way that loss kind of hopefully provided a little bit of a reset for the team to, to kind of sit back, look at where they are, look at their expectations and go from there and get things back together as they face the Capitals uh, the, tomorrow. Uh, the Capitals right now are in Anaheim, so we're getting them on the second half of a back-to-back, and uh, hopefully that uh, goes well, maybe. So so we'll see. Um, but we'll, of course, have more tomorrow as we check in with the Kings and see where they're at in terms of practice, in terms of who is uh, – who is in, who is out, uh, where's Victor Arvidsson going to play. And of course, like I said, we're going to keep an eye on the Ontario reign with the Gabe Velarde situation. That is about all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kings. Thank you for making us your first listen of the afternoon, I guess, and coming back every day of the week to hear all about the Kings. Tomorrow, I've got a special uh, crossover episode with Tyler from Locked on Capitals as we talk about our two teams and how they're going to match up against each other. And uh, keep an ear out for that. Had a really fun conversation with him today all about uh, what to expect from our teams. So make sure you come back tomorrow for more of that here on Locked on Kings. Now that we're done here, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. That's the show on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. Come say hello. Come enjoy whatever terrible jokes I make during a game. And, uh, you know, we'll just all have a little bit of fun together. Now that you're done here, go and check on Locked on Bets, which is your one daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q has expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling and is free and available on all podcast platforms. So go check that out. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Tell your friends all about this show. Get them to get them to subscribe. I don't know, have like a podcast listening club or something. Never miss an episode. Come hang out, listen to the show. Tell me what you're thinking and uh, come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.